What's going on, Society members? Welcome to another episode of the Underground Society Podcast, and a big welcome to everyone who is new. Uh, this podcast is a place where we get to know some of your favorite up-and-coming talent and speak to some industry professionals in the EDM industry. I'm your host, Justin McGarry. Like always, thank you all for tuning in. Today on the show, we have an artist that goes by the name of Newport, and Newport is a melodic bass producer who has released a few tracks on Subsidia and an EP on Heaven Sent titled The Best Part of Me. Some tour stops that are actually coming up for him. He's playing both Lost Lands and Starbase, which is Slander's new festival. So in the interview, we talk all about that, which I had a blast doing. Um, another thing that we talk about is balancing spirituality with some of the darkness in the music industry. Personally, I'm a Christian, as some of you guys may know. It's okay if you don't. Uh, but this is always a topic that I have to juggle in my own life. So it was definitely something that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, but before we get started, just a few reminders. If you have a Spotify account and are looking for a new playlist, go check out the Underground Society playlist called Society Selects. This playlist is an open playlist, so feel free to add any songs that you guys want to contribute as well. Also, if you guys are interested in getting more involved, come join our Facebook group, The Society Meeting Room, where all of you guys can get to know each other and uh, you guys can keep up to date with what's coming up on the podcast. But let's get into it, guys. My first song choice in my top three for this episode is Company's remix of Jason Ross's One More Day. So I hope you guys enjoy this one, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode.
So the original of that song is fantastic already, but Company absolutely murdered this track. It's so freaking heavy. Uh, to follow that one up though is a much mellower track called Pushing It Off by an underground artist called Null. And then right after that will be Slander's new one with Ganja White Knight called Miss You.
those guys are so freaking talented once again two of my favorite producers with another beautiful collab first with subtronics and their song gravity and now with the ganja buds these slander boys are on fire but it is time now to get into the interview with newport and of course a special guest mix from him right after that newport welcome to the show man what's up great to be here yeah of course it was i think i'm pretty sure i saw your ep on heaven set and then i started following you on instagram and i was like man i'd love to talk to this guy so nice. i appreciate you appreciate you absolutely being here. Um, yeah well i appreciate what you do man it's really cool yeah so thank you thank yeah. you um so why don't you give us a little elevator pitch on like yourself and like kind of like why you're a musician how you got into the music industry and all that good stuff yeah uh so i've been a musician my entire life um, I grew up playing, I taught myself how to play the guitar, taught myself how to play drums. Uh, I took piano lessons for like six months before I hated being taught. <laughs> um, nice. so had been a musician for a super long time, um, my whole life and, um, got into music production, uh, kind of like edging out of high school into college. Um, just something to kind of switch the pace up. I'd been a classically trained guitarist and, yep. um, done some cool performances with that and had been in bands as well and um, decided to give music a production music production a try um kind of just something to cure boredom in my dorm room yeah and just became uh something that i became very passionate about um and music production kind of came into play at the same time i was starting to really get into edm um so the two kind of like just merged together yeah yeah came together and who were some became, of your earlier influences especially like with your style what got you into like the melodic type like dubstep yeah. i guess you could say or bass music right well so uh skrillex was actually the, okay. the first like i feel like that's everyone's yeah. first <laughs> first the amount of the know. amount of time i need to like chop up yeah. like a bunch of people saying it on the show like when i ask this similar question to that everyone's like skrillex actually skrillex actually scary yeah, monsters right. like but well, anyway so, yeah. yeah so that's like the first like exposure i had the first time i was like this is really cool and i want to make something like this was hearing zomboy for the first time okay yeah um, incredible producer oh he's yeah. awesome dude it's crazy like i think that was what because like i heard skrillex and then um after that like i think i had he also heard like that sick and excision yeah, yeah. And i was like all right cool i kind of get this dubstep thing and then hearing zomboy for the first time i was like whoa like this is 
this is the same, but it's also very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I loved that. Um, and then, uh, the first time I had heard like melodic music, um, was Elenium, which again, very cliche. (laughs) Um, but that makes, that makes a lot of sense though, for like the stuff that you do now is like under your brain. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Hearing Elenium for the first time, the first, I heard, uh, Reverie by him. Okay. Um, And that was some, I was working out with a friend and he put that on and I was like, what the heck is this? (laughs) Whoa. You just like, I'm working out, man. And you just hit me in my feels. Um, and so from that, I can't bench and cry. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, from that point I was like, all right, like I'm, I've been making like big room house and stuff up till then. And then I was like, I want to, I want to change what I'm doing. Cause this like, seems like there's, there's more to it than just kind of like yeah. making something that people want to dance to. Like this, this music now can like evoke emotion and like real emotion. And that's what it did to me. And I wanted to do that for others. So that's so cool. And, yeah. um, so how, you got into EDM, obviously you said you're a classically trained guitarist when mm-hmm. you said you were in college when you got more into EDM. Yeah, it was kind of okay. right at the end of high school. Um, okay. But yeah, like college is kind of where I started to like really discover my passion nice. for it. Yeah, yeah I, man, I was one of those kids that like, I, at like 10 years old, I was like, Dead Mouse, this is dope. And oh, then, that's sick. But yeah. then I didn't actually like start going to events until like the summer after I graduated high school. Okay, so yeah, it sure. was like finally I graduated high school and then like I found a group of friends that like had already like known the culture and like been into it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just happened to have a mutual friend and they were like, Hey, like you want to go to this festival in Tahoe with us? Yeah. And I was like, uh, sure. Like I love the I've been listening to music for like 15 years. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And then from there I was just all down and now I'm working in the industry. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that like, I, I guess I was like about to turn 18 when I like first started getting into yeah. EDM. And, and so it was kind of easy for me. Cause I was like, Oh, like clubs in DC, uh, where I grew up, like they're 18 plus. So like, but I'm about to turn 18. So sick. And I'm like, first concert I ever went to was like knife party. Nice. Um, That's and a good one. it was at echo stage, which was just voted. Uh, oh yeah. One, no, I've, I've like, heard of echo stage. World. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everyone's heard of it, but yeah. I was just like, yeah. I was so proud. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I came to this when there was like, like they weren't even selling out shows yet. Right. Now, like it's literally the, the number big, one, one of the, the biggest. Yeah. 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 Who, who named them that? Do you know? Uh, it was either DJ mag okay. or, yeah, it was it was someone big, like make, someone yeah. that has has the ability to say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what initially like? I mean, other than those artists, like, um, was it just that you started listening to the music and you're like, "Well, I already know how to like do certain things, it like play go play guitar and whatnot." What like really got you on the path of like, I really want to make this stuff instead yeah. of what I instead of what you were doing. Right. I think the hardest, the hardest part I was, uh, I was in bands, but I was also a singer songwriter and just, I knew, I, right. I always knew I wanted to do music in some capacity. Yeah. I just didn't know what capacity. Um, so I thought about going to school for it, um, for classical guitar and realized that kind of a dead end career path, you either perform it or you teach it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I do want to perform, but just not in that kind of realm. Right. Um, and the, the hardest part of being like a singer songwriter or in a band, especially like in like 2012, 2013, when I was first getting into it is like recording stuff is like, unless you have a professional setup, 
in like a studio right or you sound pay for studio time team. which is yeah. yeah exactly and you can pay for studio time which is super expensive i did it <laughs> once and i was like this is not worth it and also the mixing engineer that i had like didn't know what he was doing and gave me basically just like a raw recording of what i had recorded and i was like this sucks man this like i literally like, just yeah you didn't do anything yeah. this yeah <laughs> yeah so i was like uh i i actually what like introduced me to production is um i had a friend who approached me um and he was like hey like i'm starting an edm uh rock fusion band and i want you to play the guitar for it and i was like interesting like edm like i just started listening to that and uh-huh. he was the one who uh got me on the zomboy divine intervention um, man exactly right? <laughs> <For real. laughs> um but yeah so i like kind of that and like seeing how he did it and he had been doing it for like two years or something um and he kind of like he didn't really show me the ropes because he was pretty like he was like this is kind of my thing and i'm a little secretive about it but i want you to be a part of it and i was like yeah. okay um but he had showed me like like fruity loops and massive and a couple of other things and i was like i think i could do this and so yeah. i just like went home bought that stuff and um all of a sudden i was like this is really cool and i want to just keep doing this so it started as a hobby and then um, are you are you still producing on fruity loops or do you no, no. I've, okay. I've tried Fruity Loops. I uh, switched over to Mac. Um, okay. And so I tried Logic for a little bit. And I liked Logic, but eventually I was just like, every tutorial I watch is in Ableton. I've got to just see what this is about. And yeah. of course, I tried and it I, once. And yeah. I was like, why would I ever go? <laughs> no brainer. All right, I'll stay here. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so what? how did you go from like the, the initial band that you kind of started with that other guy um, to like doing your own stuff and like getting in contact with excision and slander. Like what was that transition like for you? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty long process. Like yeah. it's been, you know, I've, I started, how long in, has it been? I was going to ask you that too. Yeah. So I started, uh, taking production, like actually learning how to produce and stuff in like late 2013, early 2014 okay. is when I like bought Fruity Loops and started messing around with it in college. Um, I started college in the fall of 2013. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the initial start. And actually, if you go look at my Spotify catalog, you can go all the way back to like, I think it's early 2015, the first song I ever released. When did you, Under, re- when did you release uh, Alive? Uh, that was uh, 2019, I think. Okay, so that's a little newer. So I think that's yeah. like the oldest song of yours that I've that I know. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I mean, I've been, I've thought about like, I should just like, do a new alias or something or like i had thought about it earlier right. on um because i was like some of this music that i've released previously is pretty bad yeah. um and like just almost cringy but you at gotta, the same time i was like go, you know what? everyone goes through that man like exactly you know, some of my so, early podcast episodes like i'm like dude i i'm gonna leave them up because i'm i want people to yeah. see the progression but exactly it, it's yeah it's a big difference yeah. it's just time and repetition man yeah, yeah absolutely and so yeah i had thought about it and um i had known some other people that had kind of done that and I was like, you know what? No, like I want to, like, I don't want to reinvent myself and have to come up with a new name and new, you know, you know, ideology. And I was like, I kind of just want to like stick with what it is. And people, if they want to go back and listen to those earlier songs, they can see like, Hey, he's evolved as a producer. Um, (laughs) Where did Newport come from? So I went to school uh, at a college called Christopher Newport university. Okay. um, And it was in Newport news, Virginia. Um, And I was kind of just looking for a name and I was like, Newport is like catchy enough to where people would remember it. Yeah. But not like, you know, too weird or anything like that. And I was like, it's, you know, it's simple. I'll just yeah. change the E to a three and <laughs> be yeah, yeah. individualistic in that way. And that one, that. that, yeah. When I, cause you, when you see your name, it's like, okay, no, it's a very like identifiable or I, how do, what's that word? 
identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Identifiable right. by seeing the three in there. Like that. I figured it was just a branding thing. That you, what, that's why you did. Yeah, that, pretty but, much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, so along that journey, um, what struggles have you find, have you found come up? Cause you know, it's been a long road and whatnot, but like along mm-hmm. that journey, what were some of the things that you like struggled with? Not only in the early days, but even maybe like still now that you're working on. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, the, the one thing I always come back to is comparison. Um, that's something I think a lot of artists struggle with for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's like, you know, that's an individual battle that you kind of have to just oh, yeah. be like, you know what, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna look at someone else and be like, dang, I wish I was doing that instead. I'm just going to focus. And so kind of like, you know, continuing to push yourself back on that path of just like, Hey, congratulate and be grateful for what others are getting with their careers and focus on what you're doing with yours. Yep. Um, so the more, the more that you're happy for someone else, it almost like the universe returns that favor. Yeah. I'm like just be grateful for other people and like congratulate them on your success. And then like in the music industry, as we know, we get, especially in the early days, we get a whole lot more no's than yes. And we got to just keep overcoming that. (laughs) But, um, as you keep overcoming that, it's like, okay, then like really like cool things start to happen. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like I'm right. The more I focus on congratulating other people, it seems like I'm like the more I get for myself. And it's not even like a selfish thing. It's just like the way that it works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's such a much better thing. Like, yeah. cause you can definitely like look at someone's Instagram feed or like see an announcement that someone made and you'd be like, man, I really wish I was, you know, doing that or yeah. performing there or whatever. And, um, like really get in your head or like ask the question of like, why not me? Like I reached out to that person about that remix or I reached out to that person about that show support or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so easy to do that, but it's also such a much better feeling to just be like, well, you know what? That's really awesome for them. And like, yeah, I'm reach out and DM them and say, Hey, congratulations. And if I wasn't like, an artist with a competitive brain, I would still be happy for them. Right. So yeah, 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 it's dope exactly. for them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to just like appreciate that and you get so yeah. much more joy out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also I think like, um, yeah, something else that like, like going back to like the idea of like getting nose, like getting nose is something yeah. that. Like I still experience all the time oh, yeah. and I'm sure that everyone experiences at any sort of level. Like, yeah. um, and it's, it's funny to like, I love to look back at the nose I got, like, uh, right after I'd released my first EP with simplify recordings, yeah. um, I was like on a high and I was like, I just released and like simplify recordings. Like it's, it's a smaller label, but like it has a history of like big, like AU five, Elenium said the sky, um, big artists have released on that label earlier in their career. So I was like, maybe like that, like maybe this means I've made it. (laughs) And and I had reached out to Elenium and like, he actually gave me the stems to crawl out of love to remix. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this opportunity, I can't mess it up and stuff. So I I did the best. That's a lot of pressure, dude. Yeah. And I was like, and it's only, and it's only you that are like putting that pressure on yourself. Like if you just like take a step back, like breathe, whatever I can produce, I can produce. I'm going to do my best. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, But putting that much pressure on yourself, you're like, Oh shit, it's a linium. I got it. I got to do this. I got to do this. Perfect. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I'd like send it to him and he was like, Hey, this is really cool. And that was kind of like all I ever got from him. And I was like, maybe this will be an official release. And then like, it definitely wasn't. And I'd go back and listen to that song every once in a while. I'm like, thank goodness. Like this is not yeah. good enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the people who actually remixed that song did a way better job. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's funny to like, look back at that stuff and just be like, you know what? Like there was definitely a reason behind that. And yeah. A, a lot of the grow uh, from it. Overcoming knows that. Yeah, exactly. You grow from it. But like, I look back at some of like, just like in the past year where the people that have said no, but then like the next artist that I bring on or whatever, like that's a lot of the times that I get my nose at is just yeah. reaching out to artists are like, Hey, I'm not interested or Hey, I got, I'm too busy or like, I, I right. get that. You guys got to keep moving. Yeah. But like the people who have said no, like, then like the next people that I bring on past them, I'm like, okay, well I would rather have them on than them yeah. on anyway. So like, cool. It all works right. out. Just keep it moving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep it moving. <laughs> um, and on that, keep, keep it moving thing. I, I did want to ask you, um, I know it's definitely a big topic and I want to ask kind of where you came across it and why you got passionate about it. But the topic of like masculine energy, I've read in other articles and stuff that you've, you know, other interviews that you've been on, like, can you just give me like a little bit of like overview, give our audience a little bit of an overview of like what that is and what it means to you? Masculine energy. So I think here, so it's, it's tricky to answer that question. I know it is because there can be <laughs> kind of two answers. So I'll give yeah. both energy or both answers. I think what masculine energy is often, um, I've kind of talked about this before, but yeah, what masculine energy is like seen as a lot of times is like macho man, do it yourself, yeah. hide your emotions, that kind of stuff. And I think, um, that's like, that's what's portrayed in society a lot of times in movies. And I think like, uh, especially, I mean, we're both us based and so like U S culture has, has made progress in that. And I think a lot yes. of other cultures around the world have made progress in kind of eliminating that and, and redefining what manhood is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, that's, that's really important to me, um, is redefining what manhood is. Um, personally for me, um, I believe manhood is, is, you know, more than just what you can do, um, or, you know, what you're at. Like, I think a lot of men find their identity either in their work, um, in, you know, you know, their, their girlfriends, their wives, their, uh, husbands or whatever it is. And, and so you, you find your identity either in someone or something that you do or some kind of output. Um, and for me personally, um, I'm a Christian. And so I, I find my identity, um, in the person of Jesus, um, yep. and who he tells me who I am. Um, and I, I believe that even if you're not a Christian or you're not religious, finding identity, um, in not just what you can do, um, yeah. but who you are, what your values are. And, um, you know, learning to be in touch with your emotions, um, to listen to others instead of just try to speak over them. Um, and to be someone who, um, I took, I took some leadership classes in college and a lot okay. of those classes teach you, you know, being a leader, isn't about just going and doing and being someone who is active, but also yeah, learning to done. listen, yeah. learning to follow, learning to, which like, honestly, like I, you've been through leadership classes. Like I've seen like someone like the best, like entrepreneurs, they're all women. Cause yeah. I actually have that skill. <laughs> most of the time, so shout out to the ladies out there. Most yeah. of the time women are a lot better at that than guys are as far as like right. taking criticism, as far as listening, as far as like not just going and getting shit done and being a powerhouse, like yeah. being able to take a step back and like listen to your team, be able to like yeah. soak in other information, always be a student, having a forever student mindset is a huge thing for me. So, right. um, yeah, yeah I think and the main reason why I asked you that is just cause like, a lot of people don't know this about, no, you're good. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, the, the main reason why I ask you about that is just cause, uh, I've, I, how I stumbled upon like learning about all that stuff and how I got into it was actually one of my best friends 
showed me a book called The Way of the Superior Man. Mm. Um, and it's like a relationship book, kind of, um, but it talks a lot about like roles as masculine and feminine energy, like in a relationship, how that works. And uh, I went through like a really bad breakup. So I was mm. like trying to like find something, like get back on my feet. And he like shared this book with me. He was like, hey, like it might A, point out some problems that you like didn't realize that existed right. in that relationship, but also like it's going to help you like become better for whoever's next. So, yeah. Um, but ha- what was your experience of like, coming across that was that more of like a something that you guys went over in like youth group or something in, in church or like how did yeah. what was your journey of that well so it was a lot of um in college i was um i roomed with a bunch of dudes who um were like-minded you know christian guys that just wanted to to learn the heart of god more um yeah. and also just you know like be what what we were striving to be which was real men um men who listen to people, men who, um, cared for people, men who served others, um, and served each other. And so living in that house, um, we were all in a a small group of Bible study together. Um, and just, yeah, we, we had read some books. We had, you know, um, we had, I mean, really we had studied the Bible and, and just figured out, okay, like what we were taught growing up, um, what our, you know, um, our parents or grandparents or, you know, like father-like figures in in our lives had had done the best to to teach us, but you know, ultimately, like some fell flat um, or just failed to. Is like masculinity is not necessarily just about output or about um, right. you know the things that you know we all kind of grow up thinking, whether right. it's from you know X source or Y. But um, yeah, so we kind of wanted to figure out, okay, what does it actually mean to be a man, and what does it mean to be a man who you know, others look up to instead of just saying like, oh, he's really successful. Oh, he's got, you know, a great home life or, you know, oh, maybe he doesn't have any of those things and he's just faking it. You know, I think like, I feel like a lot of people do that. Yeah. Faking it. I mean, music industry, not like everyone, Yeah, especially social media. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just, it's a thing that you want to, you want to appear as though you have it all together. And so realizing that you don't and being okay with that and saying, you know what, I'm not going to try to act like I have everything together. I'm just going to try to better myself um, and figure out who I really am. I think that's what being a person is. I mean, man, woman, being a person. (laughs) And what what kind of resources did you reach to when like diving more into the discovery of that? I think uh, I looked for, I mean, for me, it was uh, older men in my church um, who I was like, I think they have it figured out. Just going up and having a con- having the conversation with people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. People who are wiser than you are incre- the best resources you can possibly yeah. have. There, there are certainly uh, books and resources um, that you can use and stuff. And um, I do mean, you have a mentor at all right now, as far as like a music mentor or like anything like that? Or not, for me, like I have a life coach. So um, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like super into that stuff. So um, yeah, yeah. Having a life coach, and especially like being having him, he's he's not only like a music industry mentor, but he also like, he actually is a licensed life coach. Yeah. Um, and uh, awesome. having, having someone like that in my corner, man, it makes the biggest difference. Oh, like, actually yeah. being able to talk through things with someone and like him understand, like, like it, one of the coolest thing is like me being able to call him. Like there's been multiple times where I've like been on the phone, like broke down crying like, yeah. and being okay, like, having a guy in your corner that's like okay with you doing that and supporting you and loving yeah. you through that is amazing so oh it's incredible um, yeah yeah so having that experience like that's what i kind of want to bring because i i'm going to school to become a uh, artist manager so okay. i want to yeah. be able to bring 
that aspect of who I am to like my future artists that I'll be managing and working with is like, Hey, I want to have an open door for everyone to come into and like feel comfortable, like bringing me your emotions. Like, you know, I don't want to have a team where like, you know, the music industry can get very like drug and alcohol involved and like all that kind of stuff. Like I, I want it to be a lot more than that. I want it to be like, I know I was supposed to be right here right now with you talking to you because it feels like a safe place for me. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my goal. So that's, that's awesome. Do, do you think it, a lot of that influences like the, the music that you produce as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think it does. Yeah. I think, um, one of, I mean, one of the main themes in a lot of my songs, um, especially the songs that I'm writing now are, you know, yeah. around the concept of love. Um, and I think that's, it's an important concept to really dive into because, um, like that, that is who we are at our core is yeah. we're either loving people or having people love us and, um, learning more about that emotion, um, is definitely something that, you know, I'm, I'm constantly learning about writing about. Um, and I think it definitely influences my music. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I feel like it, it's also like a really good topic to like, to connect with, with an audience too. Yeah, like everyone relatable. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes through it. Yeah, um, it, you know, being a Christian and like being, you know, in the especially EDM scene, how do you find balance between like oh, doing what you know you you're supposed to do and obeying the Lord, and also like being in the industry that you're in? Has you, yeah. you found like struggles along the way of like trying to balance that and like temptations and whatnot? Yeah, I think I mean the I, there's definitely a a culture of EDM. Um, and especially with like music festivals and stuff like that, that is very much, you know, do drugs, sleep around that kind of stuff. And, um, so yeah, there, there is a culture of that since I'm just starting to get to like shows and stuff, I haven't really experienced that culture yet. So I think it is definitely something that I'm like, I wonder like just what it'll be like, you know? Um, because I think at the end of the day, like people are going to make their decisions and, um, my, my goal isn't to, to judge those decisions or try to like avoid or anything like that. Like I'm just there to, to play my music. You're there to do your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As Um, long as you focus on that and you're doing it because of music instead of everything else that could potentially be along with it, I think you'll be all right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the most part, like I haven't run into those kind of temptations because that's just not something I'm concerned with. You know, it's, it's not something that, and that's not to say, you know, I don't struggle, you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah, ever, yeah no, we all do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in, in that realm, at least like, um, you know, I'm, I'm there to just love people, um, and to, you know, play my music for them and, and speak to them. Like one of my favorite things is just like talking to people who like people who reach out about like, Hey, I really like this song or Hey, like this song spoke to me. Like that's my favorite thing to do is just respond to those DMS and talk to those people and yeah. get to learn more about like their lives and their stories. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a a joy and a light and just a gift to, to be a part of this at all. (laughs) You know, you know who I 100% agree. And I feel like I finally found that one thing that's like, I feel like this is what I'm called to do. You know what I mean? Like in like having the outlook of like, I'm bringing my Christianity and kind of putting it on like display, even though I'm Mm -hmm. in this industry, I still want to be like a spokesperson for that within such like a quote unquote dark industry. Right. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just, another person who's really good at being a Christian and being in the industry is actually like, has been around for a while is, uh, Asora. Yeah. Yeah. I've, a Christian I've, as well. I've like run across 
Like, I think we've done like a virtual festival together and like I've DM'd okay. him a couple of times, but yeah, I, I definitely want to talk more and stuff yeah. like that. Cause I love his music and have definitely like seen, uh, that with like following him on social media and stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. His, uh, his producing is not only just next level and super like it's oh, yeah. the next wave of what's going to be hot. Yeah. Um, yeah like, that's true. M- m- uh, melodic rhythm. Like what? Like I, yeah, I, I get the whole depth <laughs> stuff. That's like a whole nother sound design topic yeah. but um yeah seeing him do that and then also like he's just graduated college especially right. like with his master's degree or something like he's an educated christian like <laughs> and he's engaged like gonna be married like i'm like man that's like goals dude like actually doing what crush you love it. but like yeah also crushing it in your personal life right that like so important so yeah um, absolutely. What, what do you find that you do like in your personal life that kind of helps dist- not distract you but get your mind off of like music because i know like as creatives we can't always be like on the clock all the time we got to take a step right away. so what do you yeah. do when you do take a step away right so uh i i'm a huge gym head <laughs> sweet um, yeah i love to work out i used to compete um, in bodybuilding so oh sick that's awesome yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> um yeah so i work out pretty much every day um sweet. i i also i do have a full-time job i'm an engineer um, oh, wow. so I kind of get to flex the like logical side of my brain during the work day, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's fun. Um, I'm also married, um, and have a little puppy. So I, so literally I what I just busy. said about Asora, you <laughs> have the perfect package as well. So yeah, definitely right. someone else I look up to. <laughs> well, thank awesome. You. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been, been doing this life thing for 26 years. So, um, awesome. yeah, it's, it's been fun to, to kind of get to do it all. Um, how long have you been married? Uh, a little over or about two and a half years, two and a half okay. years next month. <laughs> Dang. So you got, well, you're like tw- oh, 24, right? Ish? I'm 26. Yeah. But when you got married, yeah. you're like 24. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I just turned 24. I I'm turning married. 24 literally next month. Oh, nice. And I don't have a girlfriend. Okay. I'm single. I'm like, dude, I, dude. I know everyone's <laughs> timing is different, but I'm like, holy yeah, crap. Yeah. I can't even think about getting married right now, dude. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. Hey, everyone's timing is different. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. And apparently it's worked out well for you. So yeah. Yeah. It's uh, great. What do you do with your wife and your family? Um, well, so on your we, free time? we love to, we love to travel, honestly. Okay. Um, and a lot of that traveling is less of like, you know, Hey, we're going to go to the grand Canyon this weekend. It's more just like, we, we've always had a motto, um, that we, we'd go anywhere for our people. Um, yeah. and so, you know, that we have some, some really close friends that we all met in college. My wife and I were uh, part of the same friend group and that's actually how we met, um, and so, you know, those people we're still very tight with, so, um, they're kind of sprinkled all around Virginia. Um, so we'll, you know, go to DC. We, we live, um, in like seven, five, seven, like Hampton roads area right now. Okay. Um, so we'll go South to Virginia beach. We'll go North to DC or to Richmond or whatever. That's what's um, so cool about the East coast. I'm so much used to like the West coast, like California is just yeah. gigantic, but like <laughs> Washington DC to like Florida is the same distance almost, I think from like yeah. NorCal like, to like LA. Right. Yeah, like, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally the same state. Yeah. It's, it's, much, wild, it's set up much differently. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so we love to just like hang out and uh, travel and go visit friends and stuff like that. Nice. Um, we also, we love to, I mean, we love to laugh together. Just like, like, that's we'll do, so important. Yeah. Oh, it is. It so is. Um, and so we just make each other laugh, dude, whether we're watching a movie or like going out, you know, nice. going for walks or whatever. Like, are, just, are you, are you into stand up at all? I, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit. 
yeah. been getting more and more into it the older I get. And then like yeah. a lot of the, a lot, it's kind of funny. A lot of the, like my favorite, like uh, stand up comedians, like they all have like podcasts now. Everyone started a That's podcast. True. Like, yeah. It's so great. Wait, so who are your favorite? Uh, favorite I really like Tom, Tom Segura and He's awesome. Bert, Bert uh, what's his name? Bert Kreischer. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, Kevin Hart's amazing, but he's like, he's obviously like, for sure. He's the Drake of comedy. Um, <laughs> and uh, who else do I watch? Um, really like Seinfeld. Uh, he's okay, a little yeah. older, but really, he's still I've, great. I've always been a huge fan of the Seinfeld show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are like the two, the main guys, mainly Tom Segura though. Like he's, I love his podcast. I listen he's, to his podcast all the time. Like, yeah, wow. We always watch his specials. Like, oh, he's so funny, yeah, dude. He's, he's great. so funny. Have you um, heard of uh, Nate Bargatze? Yes. Yes. I like him too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Me and my wife found him like on our honeymoon. Nice. Um, we were just like scrolling Netflix one night and we we're like, this dude's new. And she yeah. like found him and uh, we like laughed so hard. So he's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so what are you excited for? Like most in your, in your near future? Playing shows, dude. <laughs> yeah. Playing I know shows. you got some I'm, big ones coming up, man. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm like, so incredibly excited i like i had a taste for it right before quarantine i played yeah. a couple shows at a club in virginia beach called peabody's um and like had had exposure to like you know playing for people and yeah. had like a packed club one night and it was sick you're, and I was you're like, new to sweet. like performing yeah, yeah yeah that's that's very new to me yeah i'd like i've started producing and kind of like always thought like oh if i like get big enough then like people will just like want me to come play <laughs> and i had never and thought like oh, I have pretty to much exactly what well. happened i mean yeah to a but point like, yeah i didn't realize that i probably could have expedited the process by yeah. like also djing yeah, and like yeah. trying to get involved in those circles yeah. i had always just been like it'll happen eventually yeah and it did but it like it i mean quarantine i think slowed it down a bit yeah, but yeah. um but yeah so it's it's so cool to like be able I feel to like, like i feel like that's the healthiest mindset to have though is like it'll happen yeah. eventually like just focus yeah. on the music it'll happen eventually like so many right. people get caught up in like i gotta play shows i gotta like you know like stress themselves right. out about it takes away from their creativity their producing yeah. is terrible like it's just like they take it go like, so it's like you have your route which i think if if you had to choose between the two a good blend would be great but For if sure. you had to choose between like producing folks on music having a laid back like hey it's, it'll happen when it happens or yeah. on the flip side of that is like you're not putting much emphasis in your producing and you're only djing and like okay right. cool you're playing every local show but like you got to go pat like where's the music man people have yeah people have like small minds where they're like yeah i'm playing shows this is dope i'm just having fun which if yeah. that's what you want cool do that right yeah but if you're trying to like career this industry like go into this industry as a career like you have to expand your mind and right. i don't think people understand that like they, you have to go that next level of producing yeah so i think yeah. it, you're in a much better position of like starting producing first and then right, getting thanks. on the scene so <laughs> uh, <good> but <laughs> something that are coming up you're playing one lost lands Yes. Which dude. I will be at. So please, let's hang out. Thank you. Um, dude, yes. And, would love to meet you. Yeah. Would love to and then uh, you also have Slander's new festival coming up. Yeah, Starbase. I'm, I'm yeah. super pumped about that. Yeah. Awesome. What, yeah. what what can we expect from you with both of those? Because I know those are like big <laughs> festival stages. Like, yes. We're just <laughs> starting to produce and get on the scene. Like, Or not starting to produce, but just starting to DJ and actually perform. Right. That's, yeah, that's a scary thought. Yeah. It, it is a little bit. I think like I played a couple of, uh, I mean, they were virtual festivals, but I did yeah. play one with 
um, that like premiered on proximity and was sponsored by Bumble called oh, yeah. Alone Together Fest. Um, yep. and so that was, I think really I cool. actually saw your performance. I'm pretty oh, sure cause I watched most, most of the brand, uh, or proximity events. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I might've seen your performance. Okay. So yeah. anyways, um, continue. But yeah, that was, that was like a good exposure. Cause like that was, I mean, the first, I'd, I've only played on CDJs like three or four times. <laughs> and so like, it, like being there and just being like, I just have to do this. Like I have my yeah. USB, let's go. Yeah. Um, that was good exposure because like, I kind of just had to like throw myself into it. Yeah. Um, and also like having like lighting and stuff like that, it kind of gave me like the, the boost I needed to be like, okay, like let's treat this like a real performance and let's do this. And I like came out of that and um, like, if you saw my performance, I was jumping the entire time and my shirt was soaked with sweat by the time I was done. And yes. I was like, I'm never going to perform with any less energy. And right. so that's like, that's what I'm going to bring. Um, I had a headline awesome. show in Richmond, Virginia last month and, um, played for like almost two hours straight. And, and it wow. was the same, like, like just crazy energy and, um, lots yeah, I'm, glad of, you, I'm glad you work out. You're, you're in shape. Yeah, right. do so, so keep doing so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely going to need that cardio for, right. for the sets. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring a lot of energy. I'm going to give it everything I possibly can. And, um, definitely going to play some unreleased music. Definitely going to play Sick. some new edits that I've been doing. Um, so very excited and, uh, awesome, I man. cannot wait. Yeah. I'm excited to meet you at Lost Lands. I know there's a lot of dude. people that I found in a show and I'm just like, man, I get to like go hang out with all the artists. Yes. Heck yes so I'm dude. super excited <laughs> to meet you, man. Dude, um, excited to meet you too. Was there anything else that we, that you wanted to get out there that we haven't covered? I want to start wrapping up here. I want to take all Let's your time. <laughs> uh, well, so I do have, um, depending on when this airs, uh, uh it'll have... be in like a week and a half sick then uh i just released um a acoustic version of uh, my song best part of me um oh. which i'm super pumped about and uh got to work with cercina uh and songwriter sarah mcintyre a little bit more on um we wrote some new lyrics and new melodies for that one i so, love that song that yeah thank you thank that you. was one of the songs that helped me get through my last breakup so thank dude, you dude that that means a lot yeah. well thank you thank yeah. you for sharing that that's awesome. definitely was a, one of the staple songs that got me through so i, I still love that song you, I mean, you guys did an amazing amazing job on that so i will link the acoustic version of that uh in the description of this episode so i'll just go awesome. grab that off of spotify and it'll be there for people to go listen to um, thank you. anyways i'm excited to meet you at lost lands and thank you so much again for being on the show um dude. and i'll talk to you soon man Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, can't wait to meet you at Lost Lane.
Yo, what up, everyone? This is Newport, and you're listening to the Underground Society Podcast. It all up in one night, catch me. I'm the one on the run away from the headlights. No sleep, up all week, wasting time with people I don't like. I think something's fucking wrong with me. I'm myself at alcohol, that shit never helps at all. I might say some stupid things tonight when you pick up this call. I've been hearing silence on the other side for way too long. I can taste it on my tongue, I can tell that something's wrong, but I guess it's just my life and I can take it if I wanna, but I cannot hide in hills of California. Because these hills have eyes and I got paranoia. I hurt myself sometimes, is that too scary for ya?
Never felt a feeling of comfort All this time I've been lying And I never had someone to come home Oh, no, I'm so used to shit Love only left me alone But I'm at one with the side I thought peace in your eyes Can't show me there's no point in trying I'm at one And I've been quiet for so long
I hope you all enjoyed today's episode with Newport. Man, it was such a pleasure getting to know you and having a chance to talk about balancing our Christianity and our passion. It's not not every day I get to talk to anyone in the music industry about that. So coming up next week, we have the guys who gave me my start in the music industry, Brandon, Dennis, and Mike, a.k.a. Exhale Ghost, who runs Symphonic Events here in Sacramento. And man, I cannot wait to share that one with you guys. But if you guys made it to the end of this, I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you liked it, please rate and review if you're an Apple podcast. And make sure to like and subscribe if you're listening anywhere else. Also, please share with a friend. Whether that be a shout out on social media, reposting our content, or simply just telling a friend how much you love our show. It is very, very appreciated. It never goes unnoticed. Anyways, guys, I hope you all have a fantastic week. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye, guys.